What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers in a Shot of Milk. We're talking superheroes, movie, TV, video games, comic books, action figures, cartoons, anime, and more. I'm Lawrence St. Victor. We got Jack Walker Pearson, Richard Wilson, Christopher St. Victor. Gentlemen, what's going on? How is your week? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you playing? So I finally watched The Heart of They Fall, which was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, only took I, three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. I look, it's it's tough. I squeeze it in when I can, but it was it was amazing. I liked it a lot. But has anyone not seen it yet? I have not seen it. It's yeah, I haven't seen it either. It's a it, it's a smart black movie without like without like reaching for stereotypes or being specifically about racism, which I liked. Except for <laughs> there's plenty of racism. Well, I kind of need racism if it's like Except the wild, wild west. But there's a no, white man. town. Don't, wait, don't say anything. Don't say okay, anything. Don't okay, ruin it, man. Okay. okay, okay. I'm trying to talk about this film, but and I can't talk about it with anyone who ain't seen it because some of the first things out of my mouth is just like I'm gonna spoil moments, and I don't want to. I want yeah. you experience it? What? Oh, I started watching the, the the Wheel of Time. Oh, how is? The nah, Wheel of Time. Not, yeah, it's on the number one streamed uh, uh, series on Amazon. It's all right. Okay. I mean, I got through the the first episode, which was which started off slow, and then it picked up really strong at the end. So the big watch for me this week was uh, King Richard, which is Will Smith's new film. Oh, how was that? Yeah, it, man, it's great. It was great. It's yeah. Will Smith at his finest, man. It reminded me of uh, Pursuit of Happiness, and had me sitting there going. Oh yeah, how'd he not get an Oscar for that movie? And That's he's, a good question. He's yeah. Well, <laughs> anyways, he's equally good. This he's just equally good, man. And the kids who play in uh, Venus and Serena are just awesome. They're just great, and the story is great. And it was really unexpected because I didn't know their backstory. Um, and obviously, I assume some of what I saw in the film is. Um, you know, Hollywood loves to uh, accentuate elements of truth, and I feel like there were a couple moments in the movie that must have been accented a little bit. But man, what what just an incredible journey and story! So I would I would highly watch that. If you guys have uh, HBO, it's not geekdom content, but it's just good content, and Will Smith is killing it. And I just want to say something real quick about that. Um. Forrest Whitaker won the Oscar that year for Last King of Scotland. This ain't a race thing, but it's a politics thing, because if you watch Last King of Scotland, Forrest Whitaker, although was amazing, that was a supporting character in the narrative. James McAvoy's character was the lead. So technically, it should have been Will Smith for best actor, Forrest Whitaker for supporting actor, and shut down the Oscars. That didn't happen. Fun facts with Lawrence is done. There you Interesting. Go. Yeah. I said, Jack, that's that's all you did this week, Jack? For real? I was going quality, not quantity. My pickup Ooh. this week is kind of a throwback, though. MFKZ, which got oh, a cartoon. Oh, yeah. I got, that, I got that DVD and so, the digital. Yeah, yeah. So I picked up the comic and I started diving into that, and it is equally fun a ride. Nice. <laughs> MFKZ. I have been playing a lot of Destiny, getting my my hunter, all of my characters up for the new drop that's coming out uh, in a couple of weeks or in a few weeks. I get, get a drop coming out in December and then 
a whole new set of content coming out in, I believe, January or February. So been doing that, doing a little grinding. Um, what I've been watching, F is for Family on Netflix. That's supposed to be good. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good season. Uh, what is that? Season five, I believe. Yeah, season five. I'm on, I'm on episode four now. Watched the first two episodes of Hawkeye. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, okay, so far. I haven't yet. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say too much just in case we might have to uh, review it. But yeah, so far, it's all right. <laughs> um, well, I've been watching this weird thing called Swan Boy. On Hulu, it's they're like quick, yeah, they're like quick little. They Hulu uh, have some of these um like kind of like animated stuff, and they're like quick like 10, 15 minute shows, and it's about mm-hmm. this self centered like Swan Boy or Swan Man, and you know he just makes everything about him. Then he has like a, a nervous like Chihuahua friend, and then um, what is the other friend? It's like a, a a monkey or something. I don't know, but he's like <laughs> really serious. It's, it's it's a weird show. I, I, I jump into a lot of weird stuff. Oh, Hit Monkey too on Netflix. Yo, I'm gonna ask. You watching Hit, that? Yeah, Hit Monkey's pretty dope. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. I'm dying to watch that. I don't have Hulu though. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know what to tell you, bro. But uh, Hit Hit Monkey's pretty alright. You should get into it. I'll check it out. I'll check. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Even, I never heard of it. So I, I'll check it out. I'm out the loop. Um, Wait, you don't know Hit Monkey? I don't know Hit Monkey. The, the and name, you're hosting three BSM? I guess somehow y'all let me in. Mother. <laughs> I don't know who did that. <laughs> y'all messed up. <laughs> All right. So for those of you who don't know, Hit Monkey is Marvel content. It's it's comic contents. It's a hitman. No, 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 no. Clarify. All right. It starts with the hitman. Who dies, and then he's a yeah. spirit, and then he ha- he has a monkey companion now that's going around, you know, kind of avenging his tribe or his pack, or whatever. Because the the, uh, the army came to get the hitman, end up killing the whole like pack of monkeys, and the, the one stayed alive. He has anger issues. Um, he learned how to use guns by watching the, the the hitman himself. Now the spirit is attached to the monkey. The spirit can the spirit of the hitman cannot leave the monkey side. So he's just constantly talking, 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 and the monkey's just like grunting. And then every once in a while, some things happen. He starts killing people. It gets it gets pretty crazy. I'm so upset. I didn't know about this. Yeah. How can I go on? I don't know. <laughs> you gotta watch it. You you'll ratify it before the next episode, though. Or you're yeah. gonna be pulling a Chris and taking a sabbatical. I guess, I guess, I guess in this world, Batman is equal to Hit Monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Hit Monkey Man. Oh man. Well, my week, yo, I had the week off from work, and by work I mean the job I work. My son still takes up all the time, so I was able to squeeze. Don't in call that work. You're being recorded. That's no, that's work. Of- Any parent out here that know, <laughs> that's that's the full time. <laughs> Bedtime job. is the best time uh, of the day. Bedtime's the best time. <laughs> But um, I've been watching a lot of stuff. So first, you know, I finished Cowboy Bebop. Freaking okay. sick, man. That joint is dope. I'm not, I didn't watch the anime. So I, I don't know if people watch the anime or upset at the show or not. I don't know. Rich, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're upset at it or not. But I'm, I, I'm not I, upset. Okay. I enjoyed it. I thought the performances were fantastic. I thought the visuals, like, we're in the future, but we're also present day. But we all, like, the way they use technology... It's yeah. so interesting and creative um, in the anime, and they translated it so well into the show. Uh, 
Of course, Masters. We're going to talk about that today. Masters of the Universe. Binge that. Yep. Then, man, I watched freaking um the two episodes of Hawkeye. I enjoyed it, Rich. I enjoyed it. I, I can't mean, wait to watch it so we can talk. <laughs> we gotta yeah. talk about it. I mean, just real quick, I feel for me, like, I get Hawkeye's whole thing, I get Clint's whole thing about wanting to be just a regular guy, but bro. Whoa, like, whoa, whoa, spoiler. It's not, I mean, it's not really a spoiler. Like, he kinda, okay, he's kind of been doing that the whole, the whole, you know, the whole series of everything. But he kind of wants to be this regular guy, but at the same time, bro, you're kind of, you know, you rub shoulders with like the big wigs of, of, super, of superhero. Remember, can, can I just say something real movies, quick? He retired, though. I True, but that's not going away. You know? I hate like, that trope so much. That trope bothers me so much. I hate it when you're either a superhero, you're like, oh, I don't want my powers anymore. I'll be regular. Or you've done all this amazing stuff, and you're like, oh, I don't want it to do He put in anymore. 30 years of service. He gets to be with his care. family, Chris. You know, you know what I would give to have five minutes of superhero powers? Any of us would. But now you guys are yeah, complaining so about he, it. Though. Hulk, so would he, Hulk. though. He doesn't have powers. Come He's on, man. <laughs> He's Batman yeah, he, without the money technology. He, he is beat up, and and, and it kind of shows it. Um, on one one particular thing, he wears a hearing aid now because he lost pretty much most of his hearing with throughout th- throughout the whole adventure that he's been going on. So, and, and this isn't a know. spoiler. Yeah, not to spoil but, anything. But, but she's like, "How did you lose it? How did you lose your hearing?" And then you see a montage of him getting his butt whooped throughout the years in the MCU. Yeah. It's like it's hard to say when it happened. <laughs> and I, I appreciate that point. It's just like, yeah, like I get that. He's a like, man. Yeah, like, I'm thinking of myself as a mechanic for almost 20 years. I'm like, yeah, my hearing is not the same as I was when I was freaking 20. Like, I'm sure. And he's a and and reason why I like the trope on this one, Chris, is because this is a hero after Endgame. Yeah, like he should be done. Yeah, it's okay if he's done now. But so I enjoyed it. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing more of it. I started watching Super Crooks. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Super Crooks. Yeah, yeah. I burned through that fun. one. Mm. Is it finished it? I love it. Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Good. Focus on it. I just sat there. When was it? I started watching it on, uh, I think, uh, Thursday, like, maybe Friday. Yeah. And I finished, it, I finished it yesterday. That first episode of Super Crooks is, like, amazing. Yeah. I won't say anything else because I don't want to mess it up. But that first, I mean, it's great, but that first episode is like, wow. And uh, I watched Holly Berry's Bruised. I know it's not like within mm. our genre, but I watched it and I enjoyed it, man. It's not perfect. And there's a lot of uh, areas where things aren't justified, but it's justifiable. The characters would do that. We just didn't get the, the moment where they discover it. But I thought it was it was fun. I thought it was that the you know what kind of movie it's going to be. I thought she she was a fantastic job as an actress, and her directing was dope. She's a good director. Should she because the do well? Let me say let me say why I think she'll be great at Catwoman because the end of this film it's a fight film, and it's a it's a mixed martial art film. But her character is jujitsu, so her character is like I need to get you on the ground which is cinematically not the most interesting fight is people grappling on the ground. So her and her cinematographer figured out how to make that just as captivating as like Rocky and Drago throwing punches, just trying to get her on the ground and like hooking it. And you see the tension of trying to get the lock in and they captured that really freaking well. Hmm. So I'm excited to see her get behind the camera and do some more stuff like that. Yeah. Fun, 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 fun. But Chris, man, I got a question for you. 
have a question. Why didn't Iron Man like his new assistant? Why didn't Iron Man like his new assistant? Because he wasn't happy. <laughs> okay. That was good. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I got. I give you that one. That was. That was all right. That was Rich, you like that? Because he wasn't happy. I get. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. You get it, Jack. Happy you like yeah. that one? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mind that was so bad. Yeah. Was, that was oh. maybe the better of your bad jokes. Oh man, that's saying a lot. Let's go down the street. Make a right at the light. A left at the stop sign. I think we'll end up at the collector's corner. It's show and tell time. Here at the collector's corner, we take something out of our toy chest, something off our bookshelf, something out of our video game case, and we showcase it to the world. It can be sentimental or worth millions of dollars. So as I've been packing, I found this. My X-Men 300. Oh, yeah, buddy. It's the anniversary spectacular, but that's not what makes this important. You see that little smudge there at the bottom? You know who that is? Randy Jackson, American Idol. Oh. Okay. I'm lost. I, I will tell you, oh, hold on. If, if there is any listener who gets that reference, you will win a prize. I don't know what the prize is. It may be something awesome. It may be something terrible, but you will win a prize if you get that reference. <laughs> that is as equally uh, interesting as the signature itself. <laughs> well, I'm serious. I, I will re- next 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 podcast. I'll reveal my uh, my source and let's see if anyone picks it up. But. Is that Randy Jackson's signature? No, no, Negro, it's not Randy Jackson's signature. I'm about to say, because I'm like, that doesn't look like a Randy Jackson. No, no, it's it's John Romita Jr. Oh, okay. okay. All right. That makes makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes more sense. (laughs) Yeah, and it does come with a certificate of authenticity that we got at the the comic book shop at the time. That was signed September 29th in 1994. And at large, do you remember Zuby's Comics and Cars by, by, by my old apartment? The old, yes. uh, that's yes. where it was, yeah. Yo, man, are you, are you hoping that thing has any kind of value to it? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. What do you well, think, Jack? You're our, you're our resident expert. What do you think? Well, my question is, why are you fingering the hell out of that poor thing? Mm. You gotta put it in a bag and leave no, it in I'm, a bag. Oh, it's not in a bag right now? Of course. Oh, I, no. I, I took it out to show it. Of course I have it in a mylar bag. With keep it, it in the bag at all times. Time. Listen, I pulled out my I pulled out my little comic book collection. They all in bags, right? Look, it's in a bag with with a mylar board. Don't just stay in the bag. I'm putting it back. I'm putting it back. It was worth a thousand dollars. You ain't gonna wipe it off first. You touched (laughs) it. it What am I, five year old? My hands are clean. (laughs) Oh no, you got residual oil. You know what? He ain't built for this, Jack. We ain't talking about it. He ain't built for it. He should have some latex gloves. He ain't built for this. If I can't touch it, then I don't want it. That's how I am with my comics, my toys, and that's it. I'm stopping there. Thank you, Chris. Rich, what you got? I I went through my bookcase and uh, my bookshelf, and I found this little gem. It's The Midnight. It's a a book of art, sketches, and so on and so forth by LaShawn Thomas. 
Mm. Now, for those who don't know who Sean Thomas is, he is from the South Bronx. He is the American uh, animator, animation producer, director, animator, comic book artist, writer, comic book designer, and storyboard artist. He uh, made uh, things like Black Dynamite, Adult Swim, Legend uh, of uh, Korra, The Boondocks, uh, Children oh, of Ether on Country Road. And Netflix um, and Cannon Buster. I got this book a few years back, actually a good ten years back. I want to say pretty yeah, you got a pretty talented guy. And you know he's a black dude. Uh, I'm all for you know supporting supporting black anything out here, no matter what it is. But yeah, so you know, Lashawn Thomas, black dude out. from New York, man. Yeah, South Bronx. That's on, it. Sick, sick. Jack, did you figure out? Did you finally decide what you want to show us? Because you have so much. I did, and actually, Rich made it really easy for me today. Because he's abstaining from the pops, I'm going to embrace the pops. Okay. So I'm going top shelf here. Oh, he's going top shelf. Oh, he went oh. to the top shelf, everybody. Jack doesn't usually go to the top shelf. He's in the top shelf. I don't have many pops in my collection, but I do have a couple. So I'll show off my Superman pop. I got this okay. guy because he's actually – he's in like uh, – Samurai? Well, he's like samurai dressed up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Samurai Superman. Show show the back. Is there a picture on the back of him? Yeah, side yeah, right there. Side, there we go. Yeah, Yeah, like Superman. Yeah, samurai armor. Yeah, a little like golden loincloth over his underwear that's still on the outside of his pants. Yeah, (laughs) it was looking mad dope. I saw that little Superman and I was like, "Yo, how can anyone say no?" I couldn't refuse it. Yeah, I would have picked that up. So it's the Imperial Palace uh, Superman. Okay. Oh. That's the one. Anyways, that's that. All right. Okay. <laughs> I hope there was more. <laughs> no, that was it. Not that right. That's it. Okay. Good job. Uh, man, I busted out some of these action figures and bear with me because there's a bunch of them. Oh, please. Uh, back in like 1994 or three, uh, Kenner dropped the Superman Man of Steel action figure line. And I okay. bought so many of them. So first up is my Superboy figure, the leather jacket. That don't come with a cape. It doesn't. So the cape <laughs> on this Superboy is from the Superpower Superman from like the 80s. I lost it as a kid and found it at my grandmother's house. That's why it's in such good condition. But this Superboy figure is so freaking dope. Has a leather jacket, the earring, kind of like the, the well, Superboy that is, came back. This is the Superboy from the Death and Return of Superman storyline. Yes. Yes, it is. Mm. That's what I was trying to say. I couldn't get my words out. And then we have this Superman right here. I forget the name of it, but basically he's all armored up. This is an armored up Superman. Out. Uh, it's pretty freaking is, cool. Is that the one that came with? Uh, that was a two pack. That guy. Wasn't yes, it? yes. So he came with Doomsday. Oh. This, this, I guess, that's why this Superman is so armored up. He's armored up to go and fight Doomsday again. So it came with a Doomsday figure. It is dope. He has like gold along his arm, and there'll be a picture on Instagram. But it's a dope figure. Next up, I have. This other two-pack, which was pretty freaking cool. And now this came with a comic book. If Superman lost his powers or, or, or his powers got taken away a little bit, he had to put on some some type of armor and him and Batman teamed oh, yeah. up. So yeah. this really cool Superman 
uh, figure where he has like these black pants. The emblem on his chest is gold and the, the capes are flowing and he comes with Batman. He has a similar type of, I think, cyber armor. I forget the plot of it, but he came with Batman in. I mean, this That's is a cool. dope Superman figure. Yeah. It's the like, long-haired hippie version of Superman. Yes. Yep. When I played with this as a kid, this is what Superman wore when he lost his powers and he still wanted the crime fight. Like he's, he had to put on a suit suit. Uh-huh. Next up, we have Superman Battle Damaged Superman, where That's he has the corn, corn, torso. So this is my Battle Damaged Superman. A must if you're playing, man, because you got to have drama when you're playing. Next up, of course, you have to have regular Superman. And yeah. of course, so discolored yeah. after a while. Did yours uh-huh. too, Jack? Yeah, look at this BS. Yeah, so the freaking torso discolored where the other ones didn't. So the whatever material they use here is crazy. But I love this figure as a kid. I love the colors. Superman got a deeper color. And he's got that action arm, man, where he's flying. He does. Yeah. Ooh. Look at that. And last but not least, I got this car. From the line. Oh, it's the Clark Kent yes. car. Clark Kent needs Stupid. to drive yep. the whip. Yeah. Clark Kent with the ponytail because this is the Superman mullet times back from the dead. <laughs> so yep. I have this Clark Kent. So I was ready to go. Now, the only one I didn't have is one that Chris had that I wanted, which was freaking steel. Chris, you had steel. Yep. Yep. I would pull it out, but what's, it'll be easier. Once I move, I'll have all my figures handy. But yeah. Man, you still steel. not have a steel? steel. No, well, I have multiple steels actually. I mean, I don't one. have a steel. When I played, got, I would just put I've a cape on the back of War Machine. <laughs> I've got two in my collection right now. You can have one. Oh, Y'all heard that? Oh. Jack is giving me a steel, everybody. <laughs> Look, okay, it's a, and it's a steel. He's sitting right here. You can have him right now. Now you're still, even after you have steel, you're still missing one. I don't care about Eradicator, man. How can, you, how can you have the 90s Superman and not care about the Eradicator? I don't, I don't care about the Eradicator. You're like, who crazy, is he? Man. Like, what you, is he you doing? off my friends list. I'm sorry. Do I still get the steal? Yes, of course. <laughs> okay, all right. All right fine. <laughs> Wonderful items, guys. Yo, can we get into some news, baby? It's time for the news. Man, I don't know if y'all saw this, but that DC League of Super Pets trailer that dropped is looking freaking dope. It's hilarious. It's funny as hell. John uh, Krasinski. Krasinski is is Superman. And it looks a lot of fun, man. It looks like it's a lot of fun. I I was enjoying the trailer more when it was the Superman story with the dog than when the animals took over, though, if I'm being real honest. Like, I was like, oh, I could watch this all day. And then He's, I was like, oh, all the heroes are out. Oh, this is why the movie's about the pets. That's why it's the, yeah. Oh, but, okay. but in my head, we weren't even going to get that much Superman to begin with. That's the so, problem. I, I, I'm just happy that he's in it, period. That was my problem, though. I was like, I knew it was about the pets. So I was like, let's watch this pet film. And then they gave me Superman. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, man, that's what I want to watch. And, and then it just gave you <laughs> Superman, but like gave you Clark Kent. Like, yeah, he's with like having a superpowered dog. Yeah. Awesome. Superpowered dog. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, J.K. Simmons, he starts shooting Batgirl in January, and he's freaking excited about it. I'm excited for this film, man. Uh, although Zack Snyder's no longer making, I guess, films for Warner Brothers in DC what? anymore. 
No. Oh my God. Here we go. Here we go. Their electricity bill for the amount of lights they're going to have to bring on set is going to go through the roof now. (laughs) It's going to be so bright. But we're very much still in the Snyderverse of it all because J.K. Simmons is going to be the Gordon in this world, which means that Affleck is the Batman in this world. So I'm really curious how they do this. And in my mind, I, I would love to see a story where a Batman Beyond in spirit type movie where like Batman is kind of passing the torch and it's to a Batgirl as opposed to some weird future in a guy in a black Iron Man suit with a bat on his chest. It doesn't really make much sense. I'm sorry, Chris. I know you love Batman Beyond. I love Batman Beyond. (laughs) It just makes no sense. Bite your tongue while you talk. Guess what? Guess what? In 40 years, we're not flying cars. You don't know. I know. You're right. You're right. So present day is like noir, 1930s. And then the future is like we're flying cars. Just, just like just like real life. Obviously. Just like real life. Wait. But, you, you know, the other thing they're going to do is here's what all content's almost embracing is this idea that I don't got to make it make sense. I can cast whoever I want at this point. And uh, it's multiverse action. True, but this yeah. isn't multiverse. This is J.K. Simmons' Gordon that was established in Justice League. Yeah, but who's to say that until we've actually seen it? It could be the multiverse other version of, and this is a Gordon from now we're in, and that's why this, and thank you that's very true. much. Yeah. That's true. Yep. That's true. <clears throat> It'd be nice if they connected it, but they don't have to. It would be. Yeah. Um. Netflix is developing a Power Rangers interconnected film and series. So they're getting all the kid Power Rangers stuff is still going, but they're building up their own slate of things, which I think is amazing. To me, I think Power Rangers is an untapped source. It's crazy to me that it's remained the same since like 1992. Yeah, this is pretty much like a live action anime and they can almost do whatever they want with it. But they choose, you know, to keep it kids and borrow footage from Japan. But this can be, I mean, imagine like five teenagers rich who can call upon these powers and fight giant monsters. Like this could be that dope. Was, <laughs> that was kind of what I fantasize about. You <laughs> right? Know? Kept right? it to myself after you criticized my my dream and my, you know. <laughs> oh, you did tell me about that wanted. dream. I did. Yeah, I just... <laughs> Oh, told you about shit. alien technology, be able to replicate in the rope. Listen, I told you my whole thing. I had an underground base and everything. You were just like, that's stupid. I'm just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was a child, Rich. Balling up inside forever. I knew nothing. I'm sorry. I was a child. Red Notice is on track to be Netflix's biggest movie ever. Ever. Well, what's it competing with, though? It's already yeah. topped Bird Box, which oh, I think Box had like 260 million uh, hours of view viewership on that movie, and it's topping it. And it's like third week; it's almost the biggest ever, which is pretty dope. It's pretty freaking dope. Keanu Reeves says he'd love to play John Constantine again. Please, yeah. you. You think you're happen. ready for it this time? I hope they don't dye his hair, though. Well, Matt, Matt, Matt Ryan, I believe his name is, is the Constantine that everyone loves that's on television. So I wonder how that's going to work, where you have the British. Maybe we all about the multiverse. That It'd be dope if there was a movie where they, if they both cross paths, like mm. fans are going to go nuts. Yeah. yeah it doesn't piss off anybody. I'll be down for that. 
hundred percent. And Keanu, who did? I want to see him revisit all his movies. I want to see him do Point Break. Like I want to be in a movie where he's on a bus and the guy's like, "We're taking over the bus." I want Speed Three. Like, give me all of Keanu's slate all over again. How do you think a modern day Speed Three would play out right now? It'd probably be dark. What vehicle would it be on? It was gonna be in a bus, Jack. Oh, we not no the boat. That that It's gonna be. Can you imagine gas prices nowadays? That bus would not be making more than like five stops. It's not making any stops because if it slows down past 50 miles an hour, it blows up. up. Now here's my pitch for Speed Three. Like freaking 15, 20 years later, homeboys on a bus. And it's like a revenge story. It's like all these years he's retired, he's just taking the bus, and all of a sudden die it's hard happening three. again. That's Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard 3, yeah. <laughs> die Hard 3 is dope, man. Isn't, dope. isn't Speed? Speed is just Die Hard on a bus. We are not going to sully Die Hard's name right now, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The greatest yeah, holiday speed, movie speed, of all time. Speed is not a Christmas movie. Die Hard is, though. Die Hard is. I stand corrected. Because there are two kinds of people in this world. People who think Die Hard's a Christmas movie and effing idiots. <laughs> idiots. Yeah. Facts. Those are facts. Sorry to you idiots out there. On our Instagram, three brothers in a shot of milk, we had a troll, guys. A troll. First troll. Our first yep. troll jumped in the comments. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is because we posted an image of, it's a drawing, an illustration of four supermen. We had new Superman, who's Chinese. You had Calvin Ellis. You had Val Zod, both are black, as well as Kal-El, Clark Kent, Superman, all kind of standing together. We saw the picture, thought it was dope, put it up and saying, man, wouldn't this be a great multiverse movie? And you would be, maybe some of you wouldn't be. And if you're not surprised, you should be ashamed of yourself. You'd be surprised by how many comments hated tokenism this is ridiculous stop trying to make white characters black like Mm. the gamut ran and it was like none of these guys only one of them calvin ellis is a different version of kal-el the rest are not the same characters as clark kent but even within a fake world even within fiction and within the fiction even within a multiverse not erasing the original we still got folks pissed off that they're using diversity to make Superman different colors. And Crazy. I thought it was very interesting. It was our very most interesting. active post ever. I feel like this is a problem where things are so quick to be called woke, so quick to be called PC, so quick to be called token. And in reality, it's not token. It's not PC. That small minority is just mad that what was unjustifiably white now is being more realistic, that there are more people in this world. And if there is a multiverse, there's a chance that on Krypton, in this area of Krypton, somebody might be a little darker. What? Who know? Who knew? Who knew that if my whole superpower was absorbing solar radiation, (laughs) I might be brown? (laughs) Whoa! (laughs) Wow, go big. You're telling me if my whole superpower is not absorbing a massive amount of sunlight, I I wouldn't be a little darker? That's besides the point. Mm. The point is this. If y'all don't want these characters to grow, that's fine. 
but they will, and they will continue to grow because the world wants to see themselves in this content. And now that it's possible, we want to see it. Now, no one's going to take Clark Kent and make him black. And if he is made black, it's not going to be the consistent norm. But there might be other supermen. So either get on the right side of history or get left behind. All I got to say about that. I think it's it's natural human behavior to want to safeguard the things they feel precious about. And so when you take something that's an icon and you alter it in a way that arguably might feel like it's been altered to serve one purpose, I can understand how there might be an outpour of attention towards that. But like you said, three of those four characters are actually just completely different characters. It's, it's almost like being mad that John Henry Irons exists. Mm-hmm. Why can't John Henry exactly. Irons exist? Why can't exactly. Miles Morales is not Peter Parker? Miles Morales is Miles Morales. Yeah. And so that's oh. where the response to that post struck me as funny. I can understand defending a thing you have s- stock in. I can't right. understand defending progression. And one of the guys was like, Miles Morales is a form of tokenism. He pretty much made found a black Spider-Man. And it's like, why not just make new characters? Because you won't read them. Except they don't for get Miles pushed. Morales mm. is a new character. But you know? they're saying, but why not make him not Spider-Man? Make him a different thing. It's because you won't read them. Yeah. So sure. using iconic characters to birth new characters is something that's been done forever. We got Supergirl. We got Batgirl. We have variations connected to the main three or in Marvel's version, the main four or five. That's what we do. We got Spider-Woman. Like, that's what you do. You attach someone else. She-Hulk, you attack someone else to the main well, guy. But that's even the nature of comics. I mean, look at look at Batman. Uh, just take Batman alone. The Batman supporting characters that have spawned off of the necessity to diversify what Batman's been since 1930 has spawned a whole slew of the same versions of different versions of the same character over and over and over again. Here's a female version. Here's six more female versions. Here's a minority version. Here's three more Robins. You know, it's like that these characters are expanding up constantly. And it's yeah. always been to make money or to prove yeah. a point. No, Hello. no character has been created because it's just a Robin's sole purpose of being created was because they wanted to make Batman a little more kid friendly. They wanted to make kids buy the comic book. So they made a sidekick. It wasn't because out of their heart of storytelling, every introduction into this thing is either connected to money or connected to what's going on in the world. And at that time, they were like, kids want comics. So put a kid in the comic. That's why Robin exists. Not because they felt like Batman should have a war to help his character. No, they didn't care about that. It doesn't even make sense why Batman would take on a nine-year-old to fight crime. If you think about it. <laughs> it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't. It's the biggest like, contradiction. But it's there I mean, because it made money. Black Panther was created because there was a lack of diversity, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. And how was he created? Did, did they start him with his own comic first? No, they dropped Fantastic Four because that's what you do in comic books. You use the big boys to help promote the new things that are coming out constantly. Yeah. So that's just that. We're going to get off our soapbox here. We're going to have fun again. But, you know, when, when anything comes out about race, I understand if we were getting rid of Superman to replace him with the black Superman. I get how Superman lovers would be mad. But this is not even remotely the case. Right. And you know what's even, even, even painful? The guy who allegedly was a troll was supposedly black. Who was yeah, he said he was black. He said he was black. Which is not surprising. 
just because someone's black, just because someone's white does not mean they automatically have uh, awareness. Doesn't matter mm. just because somebody's black does not mean that they're aware of racism or how, or, or how their trauma um, has imparted the way they see the world. It's just because you're black, you can still live in trauma and still be prejudiced against your own folk. No, yep. That's for damn sure. And I'm noticing some pretty dope t-shirts from the boys today. I think this might be a good time to segue into Rich's Fashion Row. Rich will go last, though, because he's going to blow <laughs> us all out the water. So no, I'll go first. No. I'll go first. Some of y'all got some dope shirts on a Degeneration X WWE t-shirt. But first, but you got to see the back. You got to see the back. (laughs) 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 For those of you who can't see, (laughs) the back of the shirts are just a couple of butt cracks. So the t-shirt is of Triple H and, and, and Shawn Michaels on each side of the DX logo, giving that crotch chop. And the back, you see they're doing it, but with their pants down. So you get butt cheeks in the back. They kind of like those troll dolls. With the yeah, it does. Them booty. <laughs> I got uh, my X-Men t-shirt. Let me move this over. I'll show you guys. In honor of today's debate, Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. It's that That's that income. good-looking Jim Lee X-Men art, this man. Is, this was from 94, which was the same era from the, the comic book I showed today. Because it has a thirtieth has a thirtieth anniversary. Where is it? Right here. I don't know if you can see it. But it's the thirtieth anniversary logo. Yeah. Nice. And I love the way those characters are drawn in that time period. Yeah, yeah. it was cool. Like, like, is that was it? Chris Claremont in that time frame, also, I believe. Mm, he was. Yeah, but I think he was a little more prolific in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, mm. but yes, because he did all the original Wolverine stuff. Oh, or yeah, yeah, the original Wolverine series. Um, all right, show my shirt now. I'm rocking. As you guys know, I'm a big One Piece fan, and yeah. one of the sickest characters in One Piece, and there are plenty to pick from. But my favorite is Zoro, because mm. this guy fights with three swords. Yeah, there it is. Oh, that's nice, Jack. That's cool. There it is. You got home with three stores in front of a red sun. Sick. Yeah. Zorro's he's he's sick. Yeah, that's pretty good. That, sir, is pretty good. I don't know if I'm gonna top that one. But <laughs> we're not here to top that one. We're here to uplift everyone. There you go. But um I got a cowboy bebop. Oh yes. it's in red. That's um, cool. Like red background. You got bang at the top here. You have <laughs> You got Spike with his gun out, and you got you got Faye right there. And it's like they're in front of a mirror or something. Like there's like re- reflections of each. Yeah, game. it's like yeah, it's that, like you see like top of his head, another top of his head, kind of yeah, kind of like a fitty effect type joint. It's like layered on top of each other. Yeah, that's sick. That's sick, Rich. So, Rich, consistent, consistent, consistent. Rich is consistent. No pressure, Rich. Every week he's out trying to find t-shirts because Jack keeps putting pressure on him. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. But I think it's time to stop being so freaking polite. I think it's time to put your boxing gloves on. I think it's time to man up. I think it's time for a debate. Let's get ready to run. Man 
it's been a long time since we had a who would win in a fight debate. And I think it's time we do it again. In one corner, you have Wolverine, Logan himself. Dude was born in like the 1800s, man. Has a healing factor that makes him pretty much immortal. Got infused with Animantium as Weapon X. Now those bone claws are Animantium claws. He fights alongside the X-Men, but he's also a solo man. He's been a hero. He's been a savage killer. His He has freaking super senses. He can smell you. He can hear you. He can probably taste you if you're polite. Ooh, baby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we got Wolverine himself. And the other corner, we have Bruce freaking Wayne, Batman himself. Saw his parents die in front of him when he was like nine years old. Then when he was a teenager, he went around the globe learning martial arts, detective skills, science, everything. Trained and honed his body to perfection. And he is now our dark Night master strategist, master martial artist, skilled in all forms of weapons and deception. These two meet up. Who wins? Look, I know if I stood on the preparation soapbox, I would never hear the end of it. And really, <laughs> and realistically, I know what would how this would go down. Batman would would jump on Wolverine from behind. Wolverine would be down, and then his healing pack would kick in. He'd wake up and slice right through whatever armor Batman got. It pains me to say, but I got Wolverine on this one. But oh, this is our Batman our guy. local resident Batman guy. It's an upset. <laughs> <laughs> the crowd's gone wild. What's going to happen? Rich, who you got? I mean, do you have to ask? Yo, you're talking about a man, a mere mortal, dressed up, going out with his gadgetry. And his advanced martial arts, and he's going to be out here kicking a man, kicking a man down, beating a man who is pretty much immortal, unbreakable bones, claws that can go through anything. He can heal. Like, what is he going to He's going to catch what? A smoke bomb to the face, maybe get a little bit of burn, shake that off in like a second, and like, ah, take them blades. <laughs> so I tell you, Wolverine, is you picking? Oh, yeah, Wolverine's my pick. Yeah. <laughs> Jack? You guys are tripping. I mean, just straight tripping. You got Batman, the Dark Knight, who meets Wolverine in an alley and then loses within 30 seconds. Yeah, Wolverine, come on. <laughs> what? What is Batman walking around with? The, the biggest freaking magnet in the planet in his utility belt? Come on. Lawrence. Batman wins. Now, I thought about this for about five seconds, and it was, like, easy to deliberate. Not only does Batman win, Wolverine's light work. Wolverine's like okay, a Tuesday. Okay, okay. Let's <laughs> have Tuesday. it. Bring it. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I need more than explain, feelings. Explain. explain? Yes. You want me to explain? I okay. need you to explain. First yeah. things first. Wolverine is overrated. Batman's overrated, too. Wolverine's overrated. He has an amazing healing factor, and right. he has claws. Right. And we act like this dude is like top 10 tier super powered. No, he's not. He's not. Everything about Wolverine, Batman has fought and beat versions of that. Super senses. He's beaten Man Bat. Healing factor. He's taking down Clayface, the guy that just can manipulate his body every time he gets cut. Bane. Like Batman has taken down things that have Wolverine's power or similar power. Now, Batman is a martial artist. Chris, you're a third, fourth, fifth, sixth degree Black belt and kung fu. You're a martial artist. Batman's a master strategist, which means 
preparation time for Batman doesn't have to be go home. He does preparation time in five seconds, five seconds to five decades. He'll see Wolverine walk in. Notice he's leaning with his nose. Notice he's using his ears. He'll throw down a smoke bomb. He'll disappear and watch how Wolverine navigates and goes, oh, this guy relies on senses. I'll throw my cape here. I'll spit in this corner. I'll jack this guy's senses up. Batman does not just jump on somebody's back. He's a martial artist. He's a man outside fighting every single day. He can't bruise his knuckles. This dude fights the pressure points. And just because Wolverine has healing factor, he feels pain. Now, Batman won't kill Wolverine. He doesn't kill anybody. He just okay, has can, to I, can, I, can I stop you right there? Well, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. He would need to kill Wolverine. <laughs> no. Yeah. All you have to do is trap Wolverine. Wolverine does not have super strength. How's he trapping him? What's he trapping him in? You can, a magnet? No, you can pour this dude in, put a, bury him in cement. And the fact that Batman knows he won't die if I bury him in cement, if I lock him up and throw him in the safe and throw him in the water. Are you kidding me? Batman has taken down more powerful villains in a DC super-powered universe. And, that, and, 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 and here, just to drive it home real quick, I'll let you guys have a say, because I know you thought about this. Let's talk about all the people in the MCU who have beaten Wolverine. First up, Spider-Man beat Wolverine. Yes, Spider-Man beat Wolverine in a fight. You know who else beat Wolverine in a fight? Captain America beat Wolverine in a fight. You know who else beat Wolverine in a fight? Daredevil. So you're telling me Batman like archetypes in Marvel beat Wolverine in you a fight? You can run down any comic book history, and Batman's been around since the 30s. Let me tell you how many people Batman's had his ass kicked by. Just about everybody in comic mythos. So you're not really. Find just not really. Not really. <laughs> Batman. Red flag has, on the plate. Batman. Is it though? Batman. Yeah, because you could also say, you know who Wolverine's beat? Yo, Wolverine's beat Captain America. Yo, Wolverine's has beat Spider Man. Yo, Wolverine's has he? beat. Has he? Or are you just making stuff beat up? The Hulk. And you know how Wolverine beat the Hulk? Spoiler alert. He lets – and this is a spoiler alert, but I won't say where it's from. He literally lets the Hulk eat him. The Hulk eats Wolverine. Yes. Wolverine Mother can Mother Ever sits in his stomach for months and then rips out. Jack. Wolverine, yes. Wolverine can beat anybody that's going to straight up go blow for blow with him in a fight. Batman's not going to do that. He's not going to just show up to Wolverine and have a boxing match. That's not what Batman is going to do. That's not how Batman fights know, at anybody. At least you'd hope that it doesn't start that way because it ends pretty, pretty quick. But that's not how Batman fights. That's not how Batman's fight fought Killer Croc. That's not how Batman engages in combat. He, Batman he, doesn't go in rage and berserker mode. That's Wolverine. Batman's always smart and tactical. Here's so, my question. Does he know Wolverine is Wolverine? Because I struggle with this. Does he know Wolverine is Wolverine? Or does he know? Does he just see Wolverine as some guy fighting as a regular dude, and he jumps in and realizes, Bat- oh, shoot, this guy has Batman, Batman would never engage in combat with anyone without having an understanding what they're capable of. He doesn't just pounce on somebody. Sometimes he, he has doesn't. to. He has to. What, no. if, what, if he, what if he comes up against a situation, and Wolverine is involved in the situation, and he's like, I have to step in to do something, and he realizes, oh, shoot, this guy has Batman, Batman, Batman will throw freaking ninja stars, battering, sm- he will do things that won't engage him in something where he doesn't understand who he's fighting. That's why he survived so long. He doesn't survive so long because he jumps and has a, a, a slobber knocker fight with people. What comic book does he do that in? Uh, he's, well, he's he went, does in the DC versus Marvel comic book. And, and isn't he, that kind wait, of wait, 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 wait. And, 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 he, and he won, though. No, they fought to a Act- stalemate. Nah, it wasn't a stalemate. Actually, no, I did. You're wrong. It wasn't a stalemate. He beat Captain America. No, and he, he saved them in the not. sewer. He, 
He certainly did. That's no, not necessarily not that. accurate. <laughs> sure? Let's have a little pause. <laughs> I said for, those who, for, for those who can't walk, can't see, threw down his headphones. <laughs> the most He's out. On the history of three brothers and a shot of milk, and he just walked out. Oh, wait, here he comes. Uh-oh, he's, he's leaping through. Support. Today, gentlemen. Light work today. Okay, let's open up this comic book and let's check out this fight. You see here in this panel where Batman and Captain America, he throws his shield, he throws his battering. Captain America misses with his shield. Batman hits him with his battering. Captain America drowns in the sewer. Batman saves him from drowning. Batman beat Captain America in a fight. It wasn't a stalemate. Now, I can see why you thought it was a stalemate because you're the same guy you said Wolverine can beat Batman. So I get well, how you were mistaken. So by <laughs> that logic, around. since Captain America beat Wolverine and Batman has beaten Captain America, are you saying that Batman beats Wolverine? I'm saying beyond just that logic, I gave nope, nope, you nope, guys... Nope, nope. That's the only logic I'm giving you. If that's all you're giving me, then yes, that's one reason out of many. All right, brothers, let's poke some holes in it. <laughs> Please do. Here's here's my problem, and I debated with this, but if we go back to the preparation, fine. I I can put Batman in a preparation fight against Wolverine because he'll figure out something that causes healing ability to knock him out to do that. But if he wait, hold on, I just want to jump in. Why does Batman need to pause his healing ability to win? How do you do that? He doesn't need that. Wolverine feels pain. Batman doesn't need to kill him. He just needs to incapacitate him. You can knock Wolverine unconscious. You can yeah, capture him. Lot, you can Hulk rip Wolverine the two parts, and Wolverine will still fight and crawling and fight. Yeah, like Wolverine, he's like that Wolverine character. He's like the, the, the Black Swordsman in Monty Python, where he's like chopping off the limbs. <laughs> Get back! Like even even without the, the bones, like Wolverine can take like. A, a crazy amount of punishment and still keep on fighting. Just exactly, but you can trap him. You, you have to trap. You have to. You have to make that situation where you have to trap him. Now, now you're saying that Batman has now made a situation which absolutely uh, Wolverine absolutely be Wolverine goes into berserker mode. He goes into a rage. It'll be easy. A guy that thinks that all you got to do is throw a punch, it's easy to render that guy. Hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, first of all, you're not giving Wolverine his credit. This man is CIA operative trained. He's a samurai. He's samurai trained. He's trained in multiple forms of martial arts. He's trained in multiple weapons. This man is, you know, he is way more than just a brute, like, claw-slashing berserker. He's not a better fighter than Batman. You're not saying that, but he can hold his own to some capacity. I'm and not saying got- Adamantium. Wolverine weighs like adamantium claws. Adamantium claws mean nothing to a guy that can die with a regular knife. So for Batman, that doesn't mean anything. It's not like yeah, adamantium no, no, claws. No, it's not it's different than steel. Risk exactly. Exactly. You're not doing the, the 89 Batman block thing because my point is this: <laughs> ba- Batman. <laughs> Batman's not running into a fight against a guy who has claws like it's nothing. Regardless of what they're made of, but here's what I'm saying: Does he know? But Does he, he know he has right. claws? Does he and know? And he can't. He can't. You know, he can't do the usual like like Chris just said, the 89 blocking of the blades. He's my going. Like, he's is, going to find that real quick. Time, he, my question is this: By the time he figures out what he's dealing with, is it too late by then? Of course, can bat can Batman beat Wolverine? Hell yeah, of course. And that's a yes. Would Batman beat Wolverine? 
Yes. Meeting him for the first time? Batman, ah. Batman there hasn't been <laughs> one comic book where I that. saw Batman engage in conflict with someone and just got surprised by how powerful they were. Like a, a regular Bane mainstream. Hope? Bane didn't know. He didn't engage with Bane like that. Bane systematically broke Batman down, doing something that Wolverine doesn't do. Strategy. He broke Batman down by releasing villains from Arkham because he knew he couldn't go against Batman toe-to-toe. So he had to break down Batman's mind and body over the course of months to eventually fight him. Bane batman Batman. That's the only way you beat Batman is if you Batman Batman. And that's why I thought T'Challa would beat Batman because Black Panther, in my opinion, is a better version. He has similar traits, except T'Challa is more trained, has a longer skill set. Wolverine, I don't care how many wars he fought in, this dude, like he's light work. And you, you don't guys value have, that experience? You don't value the hundreds of years you, of the old man, wars he started? I gave y'all a laundry list of why I think Batman would win that was let, beyond just the, how let, I feel. Okay, let me tell Give you me something. some bullet points. Here. I'll tell you a bullet point right now. Wolverine will actually kill Batman. Batman won't kill Wolverine. Wolverine will kill him. Actually, everyone, kill him. everyone, Batman, back. everyone, Batman fights will kill him, including Darkseid, and that's not new. No, no, let's keep it. Let's keep it hundred percent. dodges Darkseid bullets. Yeah, let's keep it hundred percent. Okay, all right. If we yeah, really want to go with the facts, Darkseid should have killed Batman multiple times. Like it would be good luck. He dodged them rays. Everyone will kill Batman eventually. But in many, many, many scenarios, Batman gets captured, tries to get humiliated, and then Batman figures a way out. Wolverine, I don't think we'll do that. Wolverine will just no, 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 Chris. This is in 1966. This is Batman. It have to be who takes down Croc, who takes down Bane. This is Batman who understands who he's fighting before he engages in a fight. He will not just jump on Wolverine's back. I, can I don't know what comic book you're talking about. I can from. grab Joker. You want to? I can grab. You want to talk movies? I can grab Joker. I'm not now. talking movies. Joker in the future and go he's and go to the about, He's He's talking about Batman from the Arkham Knight series, who's, who's not either, even he's going, to, going to return of the Joker. He'll, Batman will grab the you guys. All you guys, all you have said is he has claws and a healing. Like you haven't actually given me a reason. I've given you a laundry list of reasons, and, including guys who are like Batman that have beaten Wolverine. Y'all have said nothing yet because you're in your feelings. Because in your mind, you think a guy that can smell real, he can smell you real. Gave you gave one real. guy that was like Batman that can beat him, which was Spider- Daredevil. Daredevil. Captain America's like Batman. Captain America is stupid strong. Yeah, but you're talking about and Batman beat him. scenarios. Everyone, everyone loses and okay. everyone wins depending on what content you're talking about. You're looking at straight stats based off of the ideology of who these characters are and represent, right? You're talking about Batman in his truest form, Wolverine in his truest form, not what one-off comic put them in whatever deficit we might be wanting to exploit. Would Wolverine lose in a fight to Batman straight off the streets? I don't know, man. I think it'd be an interesting fight, and I do think that Batman could win, but given Wolverine's track record's for violence, which is different than Batman, Batman' mistake would be pulling one punch because he's unsure of the situation. What? But I want to know, like, that's a nice theory you have. But where are you grabbing that narrative from? When has Batman been in a fight and held back and lost? Like, Batman doesn't do that. Batman doesn't like. He's not Superman. He doesn't how, pull his how, punches. Let back. me ask you this: How does how does he win this fight though? He's not going to win it by force. He's, he's just Batman. not killing. Batman like, wins he's not. this fight. Even if even if Batman were trying to kill, 
Wolverine straight been shot in the head with an adamantium but, but, bullet. But that that's that's why Batman would win because he's not trying to kill Wolverine, which is half the people Wolverine beats. They make that mistake. They try to kill him. Batman's not engaging in killing him. So automatically the way he fights him is going to be way more strategic and way more calculating because I'm not going in for a final blow. I'm not getting close so I can kill you. It's more calculated than that. Batman would see in two seconds after throwing a smoke pellet that this guy uses his senses. Easy to see. Wolverine doesn't mask his abilities. Batman would trick his senses. Smell is easy to trick. Sounds easy to trick. He has half that stuff in his utility belt. Once he has Wolverine disoriented, he'll freaking have the Batmobile freaking collide into him, pinning him down. And then the rest, Batman will figure out how to trap him and incapacitate him. He won't kill him. Won't even try to kill him. But he will make it so he Wolverine can't fight back, which makes Batman win the fight. You know what? I think uh, we might be at an impasse here. Unless you haven't said anything. But y'all haven't said anything. So what you're saying, he would just throw a whole Batmobile at him, even though he he's not really sure if that's going to kill him or not. But he's not going to try to kill him. I'm sorry. You throwing a car at someone, you're trying to kill them. If you don't know the the extent of that person's power, you're not just going to be like, okay, I'm going to get the Batmobile to run him over. Hopefully he doesn't die. He has the Batmobile hit people in the Mortal Kombat game. Yes, Batman hit people in the okay, comic books. Come on. It's, a, it's, 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 it's what he does. He throws that being, his, Yeah, and especially said, if Zack Snyder's behind the wheel of it, then that yeah, Batmobile every, definitely said, takes yeah. the people out. That being yep. said, that being said, in this debate, I've given you guys multiple reasons why I think Batman would win. The only reason you guys give me that Wolverine would win is because he's Wolverine. No, 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 Because yeah, he's Wolverine. No, but, you, but you literally Wolverine. haven't said a single Wolverine. reason. Only Let's time I've ever seen Wolverine like actually get affected by his uh, by like normal stuff because we're just talking about Batman here, right? Like, say he's getting shot by whatever or getting hit by he's fooling the person that he's fighting. Like you he actually punish, he, he actually does a little quick little uh, you know let me let me feign death let me feign like this affected me and when they got close ah, ah, let's go get down. You know the, you know the punishment is be Wolverine, right? Yes, but let me give you an example. What about in Dark Knight Returns when Batman fights the mutant leader the first time and gets whooped? It has to get saved by the little girl Robin. You know, Dark Knight Returns is not in continuity. <laughs> it's not in continuity. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. So you can tell me. Wait, wait. So you can tell me how, how, how. So I can use how Wolverine got his butt whooped in X Men 1 to prove my point in this battle, or are we using comic books? Look, I, that was We're using mainstream example. comics. That, wait, wait, can, can, I, can, I, can I use how Wolverine got his butt whooped in the animated series, or are we doing uh, the comic books here? You could. You could. You could. No, you we're, use we're doing, examples. like Jack said, we're doing the versions of the character uh, in their truest uh, forms, uh, which right, is me, mainstream let me, let me continuity. On the, let, hang on. Let me play devil's And then you second. brought up a guy that Batman beat. Yeah, only no, only because of he beat him after he prepared. Right, okay, you're right, Chris. In that scenario, a 75 year old Batman that came out of retirement may not have done well. (laughs) That's kind of an Elseworld scenario. We're dealing with a Batman in his prime because that's what he is in the comic books, not old man Batman here. Or or can I use old man Logan when he's like dying and he doesn't have his power? Can I use Logan from the movies when he loses the healing factor and say Batman can beat him? Chris. Yes. You are Batman resident aficionado. What uh, what dirt you got on the guy that we're not exploding? Uh, I mean that was, I mean I'm trying to I'm trying to pick I'm trying to pick examples without getting a flag called to the play. 
And flag it. Flag it up. No, Let's no, no, no. no. I, I, that, no, but that's why I picked the. That's why I picked the mutant leader. Mutant leader is just a brawler. He was just. He's. He's a guy with no skill, with no leadership, with no strategy. But you had to back. use. But you had to use an old, out of retirement Batman for your point, which is not the Batman that's fighting Wolverine in this debate. Which is Ron Tiger. Ron Tiger whooped him. In what the cartoon? No, in the comic books, in Brian Tiger, in the, in the, in the, in the one of their first, in one of their first encounters. I'm Brian not Tiger saying I'm not saying Batman hasn't lost a fight. And if you're going to bring up a master martial artist, yeah, uh, he can lose a fight. He might have lost against Deathstroke once too. But I'm talking right. about Wolverine. Gentlemen, we got to wrap this up. Chris, twenty seconds. How does Wolverine win? Please, I, I think they're they're going to be they're going to be going at it. And then Wolverine's going to get his claws into Batman. That's what's going to happen. But how are they going at it? He just jumped on his back? (laughs) No, they're fighting. They're fighting. You're telling me if you're fighting hand-to-hand with someone and and we're fighting, we're we're grappling, and then all of a sudden I shoot out claws, you're going to get Why would he be grappling with... Do you know who Batman is? Why would he be grappling with Wolverine? Of course I know who Batman is. Do you, though? Why Why would Batman go, this is the guy I should grapple with? Wolverine shows his claws he's, he's, in the first he's gonna, few seconds. He's not going to have a choice. He's not going to have a choice. Why? Because I, with the, the, the fights, you, you, like I said, like I think Rich said it right. You're under S. You think what Logan's just going to fight him like he's in a bar and just throw yes. haymakers, blind haymakers? Yes, that's kind of what he does. No, he start it's that. not. It's kind of what he does. It's okay. not. This man has Rich. been like. I'm saying Wolverine is 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 a martial arts trained just like Batman. Like, why wouldn't he use anything to his to his advantage? Like, if, okay, Batman wouldn't sit there and start throwing stuff at him. Then why wouldn't why Wolverine just sit there and just mindlessly run at him? Like, he's gonna he's gonna do the same thing. He'll probably grab the stuff that he's being thrown at him and throw it back at him too, because he's trained in that. He's trained in martial arts. Like, he's trained in throwing stars and whatnot. He's, he's, yo, so what are you talking about? Like these two, these two are both trained in, in not the same, but similar, similar fashions of, of fighting. Like you're gonna say and tell me just because he he goes berserk when he gets really mad and starts fist fighting or whatever, or like a bar fighting, just Batman's gonna win? No, no, no. This man, and plus this man has been trained with his senses way longer. Literally, we don't know how old this dude is. So he's been using his senses for way longer than just being, being, being confused, being confused, life, being confused by because that was because of Weapon X program. But either way, just yeah. because you don't remember some of your memory doesn't mean you don't know how to do things that are that are innately in you. As much martial arts as we think Wolverine knows, he probably doesn't use half of it because he doesn't need to. He can take the bullet to the shoulder. He can take the throwing star to the head. He he's not he doesn't need to evade anything, which makes him similar to Superman when he got shot with that kryptonite bullet, careless. Arrogant, overconfident. Batman's none of those things because he's human. He can't afford to slip that way. So Batman will never rush into a fight unless he has a 99.9% chance of winning because he's human. Wolverine will rush into any fight because he relies on that healing factor. And that trope is what ends him with an L. All right. And that concludes this battle royale. Ladies and gentlemen, we are at a standstill here. At a standstill. So we'll have to post it to the interwebs. And y'all can decide for us. I think it's time for the main topic. It's It's time time for the the main main event. event. Guys, man, listen. We have been given Masters of the Universe Revelation Part 2. 
this bad boy starts out with where the last one left off. Pretty much Adam is brought back from Preternia. He gets stabbed to the freaking gut by Skeletor. Skeletor gets a sword, says the words, becomes Skelegod, and they're all like beaten and bleeding out in Castle Greyskull. The sorceress is doing everything she can to, I guess, hold on to the magic that has finally returned. Skelegod's about to kill everybody, but they manage to get away because Cringer jumps in distracts them all thanks to Adam who mans up even though he's bleeding out and then freaking Tila like teleports them away she teleports them back to the palace no, the and then she the mama does it yeah. oh yeah oh, she oh, oh, oh. spoiler yeah. alert spoiler alert in the series yet you're right the sorceress teleports them away she stabbed through the gut they end up in front of the palace and then Tila sees her mother in ghost form and they heal Adam's wound. And then they're met by Clamp Champ and Fisto. Skeletor comes. And Rich, <laughs> yo, if y'all didn't know this was a Kevin Smith production, Rich, what what did what did Fisto say? Live of the show right here. <laughs> I want to fist him. <laughs> I sure like to fist him. <laughs> And you know, I'd say that was just taken yeah. out of context, but this is a oh, Kevin Smith production. No, this is the Kevin Smith production. I, that was I, in there on purpose. I, I wish that everyone would just give each other side eye like bruh. So basically, uh-huh. Skelegod shows up, he turns people in Eternia or whatever into like zombie skeletor things, including Clam Champ and Fisto. Uh, they run. <laughs> they run into the Adam, Tila, and the homegirl and Cringer. They run into the palace, try to like s- protect themselves. They end up fighting, whatnot. They get overpowered. Clam Champ and Fisto die, which is like, dang, dude, you just killing my toys. Anyways, Skelegod <laughs> shows up, and Adam says, "I always wonder what would happen if I called on the power without the conduit." He does, and he turns into freaking the Incredible savage he-man and just goes berserk and just starts beating the crap out of Skelegod like like it's nothing like he's just full on rage and Tila's like they're gonna destroy the whole capital we need to blah 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 and then she ends up teleporting them mystic mountains or whatever it's called and then freaking savage he-man kills like some animal leaves blood everywhere yeah and then sees where the the king is They, 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 they retreated here and he about to kill the king and the key man, the king hugs him. He's like, Adam, you're alive. And that hug, much like true love, tames the beast. <laughs> <laughs> Savage He-Man returns to Adam. And Adam learns that him dying and becoming He-Man has basically caused his parents to have a divorce or almost get a divorce. Um, yeah, that was figuring a, that out was, where that, she... that was a weird story, a plot point. <laughs> yeah. Consequences and, and his of parents power. are both from Earth. One is from Earth, and that's actually from Filmation, Jack. That 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 actually plays since the 80s. For those who don't know, in the Filmation cartoon, it was uncovered that his mom actually is a pilot slash space astronaut from Earth. Her ship lands in Eternia. She falls in love with the king and decides to stay. So Adam is half human. Back into the cartoon. So Tila is like... What do we do? What do we do? And Skelegod is over here like, I have all the power I've ever asked for. Now I'm going to learn how to get some more. 
So he's off <laughs> learning how to get some more because he's fascinated with how did Adam call down the power without the sword? I need right. to know so I can do it. And then and only then will I get my revenge and kill Adam. While he's doing so, freaking Evelyn is turned into a sorceress by him. And she's like a dark sorceress or whatever, but she realized he's abusing her and he's manipulating her and she hates him. And Beastman is like, you're better than that. So she's like, maybe I'm better than that. And she tricks Skelegod into getting the sword. She gets a sword. She calls on the power and she becomes Evelyn. Well, well she tricks him by seducing him. Well, like, I see you right, Chris. She tricks him by saying, I'm going to let you hit that real quick. So let me jump in and boom. But if I let you hit that while you have the power, you'll destroy me. So why don't you get up out that power so we can slap, slap these skins? And Skeletor says, it's been a long time. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> How, okay, can I just stop for one second? How awkward was the kiss with Skeletor? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> A kiss is going to be awkward if you ain't got no face. Or no, or no lips. Or no lips. Yeah. Oh, he was his tight mouth open like, listen. <laughs> Those two only use tongue anyway. It's no big deal. So she gets a sword, calls on the power, and she becomes just, she becomes this thing. Then she goes into like, basically Skeletor, there's a time where everything pretty much unites in the cosmos and the universes. And that's where the ultimate power will be. And you can actually absorb that and become bigger than life. She's like, I'm about to do that. She sees the end of the world and realizes there's nothing there. So she's like, I went through all this pain for nothing. I'm going to destroy everything. Skeletor's like, no, I kill for fun. I don't just kill for no reason. So he goes to Adam. He's like, we need to stop her. Let's work together. Ugh. They go there. They try to stop her. It doesn't work. But then it does work long enough to eventually fight, 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 fight. Adam gets a sword, becomes He-Man. Tila uses her powers to put out like a beacon to anyone to help fight this war. Skelegod decides to go against He-Man, but only after He-Man says, I'm going to give you my powers anyway, because I want you to know what it's like to save the universe. Skelegod's like, cool, I'll help you save the universe. Psych! I'm going to kill you dead. <laughs> In the meantime... You got the sorcerers and Tila. Tila has now taken on her full sorceress form, and they're fighting in the sky. But Tila does one thing that He-Man can never do with Skeletor, and Tila finds a way to mend a broken heart. Ugh. Evelyn sees the, the errors of her ways, calls off the fight. They let her go free. He-Man throws Skeletor away. Literally, he throws him away. Everyone lives kumbaya. The champion is back. The sorceress is back, who is new. She can leave the castle. Why? Reasons. And now we see Skeletor amongst those people, the Scientologist people who have like robots and stuff. Turns out it's real. There is a robot god. And then we get a Hordak symbol as Skeletor is turned into the Matrix. <sighs> Ugh. Oh, so much to unpack here. Can, can I say something real quick? Uh, <laughs> a quick, quick story. Right. So when I was growing up, there used to be this guy that lived down the street. And he used to always complain, yell at me about my car. He used to yell to my parents about me doing stupid stuff for the car. If one day he showed up to my house and was like, hey, let's be friends, I'd be like, screw you. This is a trick. I'm going to do a burnout in your driveway. So <laughs> if I had someone who has been trying to kill me and destroy my planet, my entire world, my entire life, and they're like, hey, guess what? Let's be friends. I'm just going to let him in the house. And then he rolls up, cuffed, 
And then in the next scene, this guy is just chilling there, like drinking coffee, chilling in like the the, the, the conference room, talking about strategy. And He Man's okay. And no, not He Man. Prince Adam is just cool with it. Like, no, 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 it's cool. Yeah, we're 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 good now. Me and Skeletor, we're BFF now. You literally stabbed me twice. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And killed and killed. Can I recap the first episode? Please not. Re- no, please don't. The first I, I, can, can we Watch just get on to the critique? This, this is what actually happened. <laughs> we don't, we have At to the look. end of season one, He-Man <laughs> is killed. The guy is killed. They show us that. He's dead. He's dead. Stabbed through the freaking solar plexus. Dead. Not they don't the show side. us that. wasn't a flesh wound. The guy was stabbed through the middle mass of his chesticles. Dead. Sitting on the floor, bleeding out, dead style. Top of season two, he's not dead. He's more like uh, the Dread Pirate Roberts. He's like Wesley in Princess Bride. He's only mostly dead, right? But he's only mostly dead so much that he's able to stand up, right? And he stands up and he says, I'm a man. And then he gets knocked down again. And then he stands up. This guy is so beyond. Jack Flag on the play. Definitely gets stabbed through the gut side here. Flag on the play. Fall back. Pretty, pretty middle mass gut there, though. That's, but that's the wound they show. And look, I'm down to call the problems in this episode, but there are things that that did add up. And this is a gut wound right here to the side, which right, would kill him and wound. bleed him out. Yeah, and it was, and she healed it, but he did not die at the end of the. We never saw him dead at the end of the episode, and the wound didn't magically move around for convenience in the beginning. Let of me this ask you this one, part two. Skeletor, Skelegod, creates this mist, and if the mist touches anything, they turn into, like, zombie, skeleton, mindless creatures that are my minions now. So they're running, and they get inside the castle, and then they close the doors. You telling me those doors are airtight? How's there yes. any oxygen inside the castle if that mist can't seep through the bottom <laughs> of the door? You know how airtight castles are, Jack. I don't. Here was my issue with this content. I could not decide whether I thought it was for children or whether it was for people who thought fisting jokes were funny, which would be adults. <laughs> and so I could neither identify with the adult version of the show or the child version of the show because I felt like the show had no idea what it fake and wanted to be. It was one bad choice after another. And for those of you who had problems that uh, He-Man wasn't in the first season, FYI, there's almost about as much as He-Man He-Man in this series as there was in the other series. Yeah, those are facts. Yeah, yeah. Those are facts. And you just get a lot more Prince Adam. Yeah, yeah. You do get more Adam. What was amazing about this show, honestly, is the first episode in part one and the first episode in part two, not perfect, but they're pretty dope and interesting, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. The first episodes, the setup, the payoffs has the issues. Now, this show, I feel like it wanted to be a Tila story and it needed to be a Tila story. And I I would not have preferred a Tila story, but narratively, it works. A world without He-Man. He-Man's dead. This girl who doesn't know her true origins or, 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 or who her mother is learns it. And now she has to be the thing that she hates right now, which is magic. And you see her become this thing and become this new champion. 
the other story is you have this fight between He-Man and Skeletor, and we hate each other, and we hate each other, but now there's a big bad that's threatening both of what we want, and now we have to work together. Both of those narratives work, just not at the same time. Because it just took away from the other. They pull, Yeah, we didn't get to land in either one. It made Skeletor um, inconsequential. It made, it, it, what happened when they when they shifted the focus to Tila and made it a Tila story because that's what happened around like episode three and episode four. The fight at the end when he was fighting Skeletor, Skeletor was like, "We have to fight now because we've always been fighting." It didn't matter. Because what you, I mean, what they what they proposed was let's take something and spin it on its head and let's see these two people who have been rivalries forever. Let's make them work together. And they teased that, but then they didn't even embrace that idea. And they, they tossed that away because the big bad wasn't something they were ever going to actually engage with anyways. But they couldn't embrace that idea because in part one, you set up Evelyn is not evil to her core. There has to be good in there. All right. for by the end, she betrays Tila. So we got to follow that thread. That's that's the setup. So when they bring back Skelegai, when they bring back He-Man, those characters do not matter to the narrative that we've been watching from the beginning, and which is Tila's journey. Right. Can I ask you a question? How does Prince Adam stand up to Skelegai? Hold his own. Fighting. Skelegai. The most powerful Skeletor has ever been. Skeletor, you know, goes toe-to-toe with He-Man, and now he's way stronger. You, you mean Evelyn when he went back and fought Evelyn? He fought Skelegai, too. Both. Both. Yeah. He holds his own. I'm not saying he's dominating, but he holds. He should in, get whipped in, in Adam's second. form. In yes, Adam's form, they don't follow like, the old rules that they set. That's my problem. That got lazy because they could have yeah, done it with um. He did it with that magic sword that he pulled out of his butt. <laughs> they could have did what What If did, which was Steve Rogers wasn't powerful, but so he had to show up in some armor because he's too much of a hero not to engage. But he needs to. Right. He has a deficit. So he's not just gonna go there. He, at least like, I would have been. It would been cool if we saw Adam put on some of that man in arms armor. Like I have to try something. Right. Like yeah. even we, Superman, we, we, Superman in the Death it. and Returns series, Superman had no powers when he came back. He had minimal powers. Right. So what he do? This dude suited up because he was still Superman. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Oh man, and and I'm just thinking about like if this was a, a He-Man series for real, like you would have had a moment where Skeletor would have had to have been like mind blown watching Adam in this suit of armor get wrecked and keep getting up. And Skeletor's like, why do you keep doing this? And he's right? like, because I'm He-Man. Skeletor's like, whoa, this dude is not even, it's not about the power for him. And they had like a really amazing line in the show. The line was amazing. Man in Arms said it. He was like, you haven't returned the power since you got it. You stayed in this form the whole time. Adam only called on the power when other people mm-hmm. needed it and returned yeah. it when he was done. And I was like, yeah. I want to see that Adam. We talking about him, but like a show about that guy? It goes back to what I'm saying. I don't feel like this content, it either one didn't embrace what it actually wanted to be or it didn't know what it wanted to be because it was kind of in between things. It was in between kids content and adults content, and it was in between He-Man story and Tila story. Yeah. But with without making a clear decision of what this content is – and who it's about, it's kind of this weird gray area that actually doesn't serve either. It doesn't actually serve the adults who are watching it, and it doesn't actually serve the kids to watch some of this content. And it doesn't actually pay homage to He-Man's story, but it doesn't actually pay homage to Tila's story. 
It's weird. It's like if you yeah. watch the first five part one, I was disappointed because I felt like they promoted him and he wasn't in it. But as a story, it's pretty good. Like if you're just watching like this is Tila's journey and you don't not invested in the He-Man, it works. Part yeah. two doesn't. Yeah. Part two is the one that's that. all over the place. Can I ask you guys a question? Do you think that they edited part two to be more He-Man centric because of the outrage she got after part one? Do you think if no. no one, no, you think that was the original plan all along? I, I think there's they, not more He-Man. Yeah, there isn't. There's not more. And they made the 10 episodes. Netflix decided to split them up into parts. But they, they okay. now they could have brought in the actors to put voices over animation that already existed to try to change some of it. But they didn't. I don't think they, they didn't go back and draw new stuff. Spoiler alert. And this is a big one. Maybe I shouldn't say it. But those of you who haven't seen Game of Thrones, the F you waiting for. So go watch that content. And if I spoil it for you, well, you waited too long. Jon Snow is killed at the end of a season and literally brought back the very next episode. It's the next episode. That there made was me mad. No homage paid to the choice to kill him. And that's exactly what happens with He Man. He is killed for all intents and purposes, and no homage is paid to that fact. They just undo it the very next episode. Well, how did Jon Snow come back? Off topic. It's magic. Just magic. Yeah. Magic. The red lady magic? got naked and rubbed her boobs on him. The red, the red, the red lady. The red oh, witch. I think I'm, I think I'm feeling a little dead right now. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. She's really like a thousand years old, Chris. Have you seen her in her real form? Hey, that ageism. That, yeah. You're right. My bad. Thousand year old people, my bad. Um <laughs> what what didn't make like let's let's go back to the beginning here. Let's let, let let's break it down. I didn't know why Adam didn't call on the power right away. Like oh, when they were all the in the castle and he's bleeding out at myself. And it's like, Hello? Where you at? if you could do this the whole time. <laughs> and back on that. And, and like what, and like because of that lack of a choice, Tila's mom is killed. Like everything yeah. about his lack of leadership skills and choice was just like, what are y'all waiting for? Like you define the logic of any of the logic. Fisto you're died. Clam Champ died. Sorceress died. Especially if you're gonna say, "I've always wondered." <laughs> I've always yeah. wondered, and 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 to me, it was one of those things where I don't want to judge them, but it's like I can hear in like the writers' room, "Wouldn't this be cool?" Instead of like really fleshing it out, like instead of him saying, "I always wondered," say the sorceress told me to never do this. Right. Like mm, that that would yeah, even go like why you would wait so long to yeah. never do this. The power is too raw. And then Skeletor is going on about how Adam did it. Now, if you ever have a character go on about how someone does it, it's making the audience now go, well, how did he do it? Right. Yeah. And they Whoa. never answer the question. Nope. nope. The second he goes back to Adam, they pretend like it never happened. Like it never happened. They created a Hulk. They created Hulk. They and did. we all know yeah. that the logic of Hulk is eventually you win out. The consciousness eventually wins out the rage and you got best of both worlds. So we were just waiting for the Hulk storyline to play out or some version of that. But they didn't do anything with they, it. No, they didn't. And you know what's a missed opportunity? Savage Battle Cat. How do, they, the best part of the whole scene, the best part of this whole part two was when he was rampaging like the Hulk. When we had a Hulk movie, but they were the Savage Battle Cat. I don't know if I want Ooh. Savage Battle Cat. I don't know if I want that yeah. much blood on our heroes. Don't movie. even embrace the Savage He Man. It's like it, it was used as this quick convention to undo things they didn't know how to get out of. It yeah. was like their 
they they're deus machina move to like reverse the word of the gods yeah, and then they're like fight. all right well we got out of it let's uh now let's pretend that didn't happen because we, we can't justify it they needed a big fight a big superpowered fight in the beginning and that was the way to do it tila doesn't that have was- her powers yet we need Skella God to hit something. We can't just have a monologue for five episodes before Adam gets his sword back. So he turns into freaking savage He-Man. That was the best. I'm going to tell you right now, this, that was the best part of the whole series was watching him just go rampage through everything. And then everything else just... It you're, was a Hulk, better than, you're a Hulk guy. I am a Hulk guy, but it was better. It was, it was more satisfying than the final battle. Like. You know, you know, it's funny because when we were watching this, I, I reference this all the time. We have, we have a group chat, and the second episode four started, I texted the crew and I'm like, <laughs> "Are you guys watching this?" Because I had a feeling I knew where it was going. And Lawrence is like, "Strap it, it's gonna get, it's gonna get bumped." <laughs> buckle up, baby. Buckle, buckle up. And I was like, "They're making this into a freaking Tila story." All this whole time, I think you know, I reserve my 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 my. But you thought it was going to be a He-Man story in part two? I was hold- that's all I was holding out on. Yeah. I was holding out on the Rich, hope. you did too? No, I didn't think it was going to be He-Man. So I'm like, yo, they already set the set the stage for a Tila story. They they got to finish it. It would just be weird if they just went back to He-Man or tried to make it about He-Man when it, it was like all about Tila. I'm okay but that's with what it Tila felt having- like. It felt like they were trying to make the second half about something that the first half did not set it up to be. It needed to be about. Uh, and, and look at the end, man. The whole thing is a Tila story. It is. Who it is. who learns? Who, who changes by the end of it? It's not He Man. He Man so goes right back to what he started as. Tila, full transformation. That's a that's your hero's journey. Yeah. And, and she finds need. a way how to embrace it on her terms. That's a yeah. hero's journey. And becomes more powerful you. than her predecessor because she can leave the castle whenever she wants to. OMG. Right. That's your hero's story. And so <laughs> the fact that the content refused to agree what the content simply was is what made the content so hard to get behind. Part one was disappointing because we wanted He-Man. But like I said, it was still a strong story. I get it. This one. It teased us. It teased you enough to feel like it was about he, but it wasn't. He man, he man proper didn't show up until the last episode. And honestly, and when he did show up, it was cheap. It was very it cheap. It was cheap because he, he's now fighting a battle that we don't want to see or watch because it's not the battle we're invested in. We ain't get no battle cat. You don't bring. You ain't give me no battle cat for a second. Oh, he didn't even really ride battle cat. All battle cat did was throw beast man over the drawbridge into the right, beast cat. Yeah, yeah. beast Wait, man which was, was also lame. He was such a pivotal character. That's how he gets taken out. He just gets kicked like in the nuts over yeah. the fence. Yeah, like come on. And man. especially like beast man, like what he represented in the story was, no, was tossed. He actually was a force of good. For the mm-hmm. other character we cared about, which is Evelyn. We cared about they made us care about Evelyn, and he's like Skeletor's wrong. <clears throat> so like the way he, he winds up getting tossed away is like not it doesn't it doesn't feel right. I mean look, Beastman was actually fleshed out, had growth, and like, okay, we're gonna throw you off off a drawbridge. Why did yeah. he manage to throw Skeleton space? It's like why? reasons for him to come back and, and why'd he never do it before? Because like, also it wasn't just Skeletor; it was Skeletor that he tossed. Yeah. So, excuse me. Now here's the weird thing, right? So Skeletor, when we see Skeletor come back again, he's in Skeletor form. 
He's not scared of God anymore. Which leads me to believe the same way Adam turns Cringer into Battle Cat, when he returns the power, his creations get the power returned too. So then why did he fight Skeledon? He said, I'm going to return the power and then turn back into (laughs) He-Man. Skeletor did something in this series that we never see done ever, which is you finally see the bad guy win and get exactly what he wants. And it's like, cool. We never get to see that. No No bad guy ever wins after years and gets what he wants. Skeletor got what he wanted. So we got to see what he's going to do with it. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Since the Wait. 80s, you fought for the secrets and power of Grayskull. You finally got it. And what did you do with it? Nothing. He, he watched the universe. What's interesting, mm. though, at the end, you see uh, the symbol on that robot as Skeletor is being like turned into a machine. And that's Hordak. Now, mm. in the lore, Hordak is the one that was over Skeletor, the Horde. Now, in the filmation cartoon, Hordak is the bad guy in She-Ra. Now, this is supposed to be an actual sequel to the He-Man cartoons. The question is, does She-Ra exist? And if so, where is she? She-Ra's going to show up, and they're going to pick some secondary character from She-Ra and ignore She-Ra and develop some secondary character. It's going to be like this other, like, what about She-Ra? You know what I didn't know? That She-Ra was Adam's twin sister? Yeah, Adora. I thought it, I thought it was they were cousins, twins. Uh, basically, somewhere in the big battle, mm. the baby was stolen or something like that. And the, this is that her story is actually pretty dope. She was stolen or taken, and the Hordak raised her like he's his daughter. So she's a bad guy in the cartoons. She's oh. thinking she's doing the right thing, and it wasn't until she meets He Man. And she learns about who she really is and where she really comes from. She turned against her father figure. She gets her sword of power and becomes She-Ra. So her whole thing is actually pretty. I mean, in the, the Netflix series, She-Ra kind of covers that, except it's a world where He-Man doesn't exist. She-Ra be, and I, maybe they weren't allowed to touch She-Ra because that Netflix series just wrapped. So maybe she was like off limits. Yeah, sure. I love Kevin Smith. I love his work. But it's hard to enjoy this because... It just doesn't make much sense. Things aren't plausible. And if, if if I'm about to die, if the world's at stake, I call upon the power and hope I can tame the Hulk. Because what option do you have? None. None. <laughs> and you what already option? made that choice once. You made mm-hmm. it once. You know, now you and you do exactly. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Edward Norton's Hulk at the end of the film, spoiler alert, has a great moment where he goes, listen, the best I can hope is to point it in the right direction mm-hmm. and let instinct handle, you know? And yeah. so if, if there's this big bad, point it in the right direction and see what happens. And in most content, that moment he has with his father that makes him come back, in most content, specifically the Hulk, that's the moment that teaches Banner yes. that I can control this. The yeah. Hulk yes. isn't all bad. It's not Hello. the moment of... Oops, I can't do this again. It's like, no, I can, because he won't go too far. He yeah, didn't learn I, no lessons, no growth. It's not, the growth and lessons are not for Heman. It's only for Tila, and that's it. Nothing for Heman. It's just a series of missed opportunities. The whole audience is waiting to see it again and how it evolves and changes. Shit, man, you went there. Now you're teaming up with this guy, 
and you're going to pull out all the punches because you're trying to not only save your your world, but the entire universe. But then you don't use your greatest power, hoping you can at least point in the right direction. Yo, crazy. And how dope would it have been if, like you said, Jack Adam refuses? He like freaking the Hulk refuses to, and he's him and the freaking Skeletor getting slaughtered by the, the super powered Evelyn, and he's like, I have to, and then he desperation. Does. And he, and he rages. Like, yeah! he you would have had that moment in Avengers where you spin, spin around the crew for the first time, and the audience goes crazy. And how he dope would it have been if he would have been uncontrollable after he defeats Evelyn? So they're like, mm. we gotta, we gotta get him the sword. Like we gotta get him the sword. Right, and gotta get him the sword, and, and it just then you see, and then you see uh, even Skeletor do something out of character. You gotta calm <laughs> him down. Yep. Well, so we're not doodling all all over this. Uh, a couple of things I did enjoy, like I said, the first episode of part two, I I did enjoy for the most part, as well as the first half of part two, uh, episode two, was pretty Agreed. dope. Yeah. Orko still rocked my heart, man. Yep. Orko yeah. got me in my feels. And he's yep. like, he has to go back. Oh, rich did not did it not kick you in the heart, Rich? Not really, because that battle was just a mess. It was that a mess. Was a That's mess. true. That I'll tell you what I liked about it. I liked the art of it. I like the yeah. I like the, the visual imagery of this series looks just incredible to me. Amazing artwork. And the way they even captured the action. It was really great mm-hmm. all around. And that's what was odd about it. I was like, all right, you're showing me blood. You're showing me people literally getting stabbed. You're showing heads being cut off. You're showing this woman get on top of a, a bony man's crotch and start grinding a little bit. I'm like, exactly. only, his face is, only his face is bony, Jack. All right. So his bone might be more fleshed out than you think. <laughs> you got the bone back down. <laughs> what I'm saying is – on some level, this is this is adult content, but then, but then it wasn't either. You have so many cheesy lines. You have so many things that are like clearly kids' content. I don't know if it was kids' content or Yo, if brother, it was kids' content. It wasn't though. I think that was their way of saying the old filmation is in this world as well. So it we're still in the layer in some though. But the but that's what He Man was. So I think that was I their know, way of but saying. He man, I'm sorry, but what He Man was 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 for kids, and the second it's not for kids, it's for adults. And if I it's think, for adults, they thought that the cheese would be charming for the people. The that cheese grew up. that was yeah. adult charming was the fisting line. I really like the fisting. <laughs> I'll say, say this in part one. After He Man beat Skeletor in the flashback, and then he kind of turned to kind of give a moral lesson. I enjoyed that. That to me was like, oh, that's fun. That's what he does. So, like, it works when it's used well because yeah. it's a callback. It's a callback. Yeah. It felt like too much cheese on it for me. Yeah, I guess yeah. Seriously. I might I might have been a little uh, dairy intolerant in certain moments. <laughs> a lot of cheese. Well, I also think once the stakes get so high, the cheese kind of has to start to fade because the stakes. Yes, are so yes, yes, yes. The it's cheese worked for me in part one because they were a lot of it was in the flashbacks and the stakes weren't world ending. Right. You know, and it's not just world ending. It it's is like, everything all, ending. Everything, all of life. All. I, 
I tell you, I read something somewhere, and, they, and it was interesting. They brought it up how it was weird to watch a show where your villain pretty much becomes an atheist in a world where there is a heaven and pretty much gods. Yes. <laughs> it's like, if you can live anywhere, and like, how do you lose faith in Eternia? Like, yeah, you went to hell and heaven, though. You yeah, know when it's so tangible. It's like, it's right there. And the real reason why she wanted to destroy everything is because she didn't stick around long enough to see the thing come out the water. Like, if she hung around there long enough, she would have saw, like, no, you're witnessing the birth of magic. She's left two seconds too early. Like, that's the big problem here. It, her character arc made no sense. She went from bad to sort of bad, but I understand that Eternia needs magic back or everything dies, so I'll help you. Uh-huh. As I help you, I become a hero. Skeletor pops up. She decides to stay on the winning team, realizes Skeletor's awful. Everything still tracks. Skeletor's awful. Why'd I choose this? He's not what I need. And then randomly you see the birth in, of existence and you go, nothing matters. I want everything to be destroyed. Like yeah, that's yeah. A- except, for, except for she literally has a monologue in the second series, second half of the first season, I guess is what we're calling it, where she talks about how she'd always disliked Skeletor because he'd always abused her and misused her and taken her for granted. Yeah. It took Beast and, she, and, and they put in the, the conflict her internal conflict where she goes, well, he saved me. But then, but then the whole rest of the monologue is about how she's always wanted to usurp him and get out from under him. It was weird. Very weird. It was very, very, very weird. His Skeletor is like, I was a tick leeching off of you until I was able to be fully formed. And she was like, you used me. And he's like, yeah, but I paid you back by making you even more powerful. And I'm like, (laughs) I get, I mean, He's like, the only problem is you're stuck in the castle, but I'm going to bring the universe to the castle. And I'm like, I was like, yeah, okay. Sound like, sound like a good deal to me. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a horrible See? deal. Because the pro- problem was, Beastman was simping out here. He was like, listen, Queen, you can do better. Yo, <laughs> Beast, yo, y'all need to relax. Y'all need to be careful about them friends that be in your ear, dog. You better than that. Yeah. And maybe you can't. But in this case, my issue with that was, it made Evelyn not have to take responsibility for her actions. Therefore, at the end of this thing, she gets to walk away free and I'm free. And it's like, no, you're a villain. You turned your back on people. People died. You destroyed, you destroyed heaven. heaven. Yes. You don't get to walk away from this. You weren't under a magic spell. You weren't no. tricked. She destroyed heaven and everything in it. There, there, there's no repercussions. There's no domino effect. He turns into... Savage Hulk, and it has no consequence, has no consequence on Adam, has no consequence on Grayskull. They destroy heaven. There's no domino effect. Like, there's no, it's not like things are out of balance now. We have to fix it. It's like things are just fine. I'm like, who cares? It's like, Look, how? When, when we when we reviewed the first season, I said that if they don't bring He Man back, I'll never watch it again. They brought him back, Chris. They brought him back. Did they, though? And so I, I don't know how to feel. Um, I was very disappointed with this. I'll probably maybe watch the first couple of episodes. I would, I'll definitely watch it if we decide to review it. But oh, if it was gosh. under my own, my own judgment, I don't know if I, if I, I probably give the first episode a shot because the first episode is actually is usually a banger. And then I don't know if I finish the season. I, I just don't know. Like I, I just 
I don't know, man. Kevin Smith needs to do a lot to kind of bring me back on his vision of He-Man. I don't have faith yeah. after watching this that whatever – whichever way – listen, I, if I'm being honest, I watched He-Man as a kid, but I'm not a diehard. I watched the cartoon as a kid. I had the toys growing up, but I'm not a diehard. I'm not precious with the content. I don't feel towards He-Man like I feel towards Superman. So I would have been down for any story, unbiased. You want to tell me a Tila story? I'm with it. You want to tell me a Shira story? All right. You want to tell me a He-Man story? Bet. But they, but where I'm gun shy is they didn't actually tell me any clear story, a hundred percent, and that's where I'm at a deficit. I'm like, if we're picking content to review or talk about. I don't know. I might pass on whatever season two is looking like because I don't know. At the end of it, I'm not really feeling it. And I'm not trying to be negative, but if I had to choose to go back and watch this again, nah, I'm okay without it. Like I wasn't, I wasn't like I watched you, man, but it wasn't like memorable to me. Uh, There was other cartoons like GI Joe and uh, Transformers, which is my thing. Would I go back to watch He-Man again? I probably would. Season two, like if season two came out, I'll, I'll, I may watch an episode or two. Not unless we have to like review it, then I have to watch it, right? <laughs> I guess. Boy, I guess we're not reviewing it um, on my own. I'll be like, man, especially because I wasn't, even, I wasn't even into Shiro. Like I had to look up who that that you no know, that skull was with the wings at the end because I didn't know who that was. I never watched Shiro. He Man was my life. I loved He-Man. I don't know about no G.I. Joe's. I don't know about no Transformers. Cars turned to robots. I'm talking about a guy in a loincloth with a sword biting almost butt naked. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> that was my jam. And wow. I would have been disappointed if He-Man wasn't in it. But if it was a dope story, I'd go along for the ride. And this, they build out on the story. But the fact that you kill a guy off in the beginning of the first season to bring him back, to almost kill him again, to pretty much he dies and you have to bring him back. To, you can't bring somebody back to life twice in 10 episodes. You're not allowed. You're not allowed. It makes it makes Adam's resurrection weak. That's why Superman died once. Yep. <laughs> you get to die <laughs> once. You have to take uh, responsibility of the choices you make. And they took no responsibility for the choices they made. They threw them away. None. Almost none. Over and over again. I still I, I still am the kid that is like, you made a He-Man cartoon when I didn't think we would have one. So part of me appreciates it, and I will continue to watch it. Because as Jack says, the more we watch this stuff, the more they'll keep making this stuff. And I want them to keep diving into our childhood. and Eventually, they'll them. get it right. Eventually. You know, I mean, eventually. <laughs> if you guys... Those listening, if you guys want to see an amazing He-Man series, 2002, I talked about this before, they made a master series. It's everything you hope this one would be. I guess we're done here. I, yeah. I, I, I hate I hate when we're all kind of like on a Luke sad Man note. At the end of it? Yeah. I hope that... It's not our fault. Let me tell you something. <laughs> no, no, you know what? And Chris is so right because... I went in there wanting to enjoy and I went in there with an open heart and I went in there going, all right, I had no ulterior motives. I had no 
ulterior motives, right? Lawrence maybe want to see a naked dude in a loincloth swinging a sword. He's got a motive. <laughs> I didn't have that. Who I didn't does? have that. I just want to see a story. <laughs> no, you lose. I win. <laughs> um, Chris, is that Sebastian? Oh, that's Sebastian. Who's your favorite superhero? Flash. Yeah. All right. Good choice. Good choice. So I have a list prepared. Recommendations. Recommendations. So in the in the honor, in the in the vein of uh, Fisto's comment, I have I have some inappropriate uh, <laughs> inappropriate comments from the Justice League series. We talk about the we talk about the He-Man series being for we don't know who it was for adults, children. We don't know who it was for. But Justice League was definitely for kids, and they got away with some really, really, really off-color jokes. <laughs> so one of the things that they did, Adam, the Adam had a ride-along in Wonder Woman's cleavage, which was very, very, very inappropriate. I'd say. Number two, Flash is in the Watchtower saying how he's the fastest man alive, and, <laughs> and Hawk Girl goes, maybe that's why you can't get a second date. Oh, I, I remember how. this. I was like, wow. Wait, what? <laughs> yep. I don't know how that one got by censors. And the last one I have is Hawk Girl and Wonder Woman are talking about men. And Hawk, and Hawk Girl leans on Wonder Woman and says, don't knock it until you've tried it. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hello. So it makes this whole fisting thing not so bad. I guess not. Well. <laughs> Wait, 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 what did he say to Skeletor again? <laughs> I sure like to fist him. I sure like to fist him. <laughs> you, know, you know what would have made that moment better and not just like roll your eyes? I think you said it, Jack, if they all looked at him like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would have been for much? us, right? Because we're much? all feeling it. But they just didn't play, they didn't play any of it. Would that have been too much? Not nah, a side, one side eye from any one character would have been the audience's reaction to the I truth of what they, they embraced. It would, have, it would have made it for me. Every, they would just look at each other like, what? What's Here, watch. I'll do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Give me the line. Go ahead, Rich. You got it. Or Lawrence. I sure would like to fist him. <laughs> Lawrence had his fist in the air. I'm sorry, Lawrence. Go ahead. You messed oh, me up. Sorry. I sure would like to fist him. Why was he Australian? He was Scottish. <laughs> and halfway through this thing, halfway through this, I, re- I realized that, Jack, no one can see you side-eye because this is a podcast. <laughs> so what are we doing here? <laughs> It'd be good for the gram. That's it. Uh, Wasn't he Scottish? Unless we're going to have a lot of clips of <laughs> you guys He was Scottish. That. Was he? Wasn't he hey. Scottish, Jack? I'd sure like to fist him. It doesn't even go right, <laughs> Now we're going to have footage of every one of you guys saying it. <laughs> yeah, when I heard that, I was like, wait, what? I had to go back. I'm like, did he say that? It's one way to get the job done. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode, man. Uh, we love talking about this stuff. We love that this stuff is getting made, period, to give us something to talk about, which is freaking awesome. We hope you guys had a good time. You can check us out on social media. We're three brothers and a shot of milk. We're dropping stuff all day, every day, straight up geek content. Make sure you like, subscribe, download, leave a review. 
tell your friends about it. We are out here dropping episodes every single week. We'll be back. Same bad time, same bad channel. I like, I like the first time. <laughs>